What's up? You listen to Dead Air Hardcore Radio. You. Boom. with your name the name of your band and what you do in said band yeah my name's adam cameron i play drums in cold shoulder from toronto canada all right and uh let's uh, first give a little um just kind of introduction to your uh to your band how long has uh um this particular project been um active uh, 20, 2016 is technically the official start. Um, we had a second guitar player at the time and, uh, he ended up moving on probably 2017. And then it's just been us rolling the four of us ever since. And we're going to get into the, to the music in just a bit. Uh, we, yep. Uh, you guys have a brand new record that literally came out um, just just prior to us recording uh, this, and we'll kind of we'll kind of touch on that. But let's uh, get to know your hardcore credentials uh, real quick. Just how you how you got uh, into the music. What you uh, what inspired you to play the current music that you play right now? Um, that's a uh bit of a loaded question but uh um it actually started off um i was very i, I want to say i was six six years old and my cousin came over with uh a blink album enemy of the state um and then uh i was like oh this is this first time ever kind of hearing punk music i guess or pop punk whatever you want to call it um and then i was like hey you know, this is really cool. It was his favorite band at the time I idolized him. So I was, you know, I was like, this is my favorite band too. I uh, ended up picking up dude ranch, uh, from a store up here called HFB, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and I was like, Oh, this is, you know, it was more raw. It was a lot cooler. I was into it. Um, and then from there, uh, the next album he brought over was, uh, Limp Biscuit, significant other. <laughs> uh 
a little heavier, I guess. And I probably would have had to have been eight or nine. Probably shouldn't have been listening to that now. That I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that just kind of transpired into like the heavier music. Uh, you know, they were touring with Corn, uh, so I, I got introduced to stuff like that. Um, then when I got into high school, I started going to shows around here. Um, uh, you know, picking up on some local bands, being introduced to a lot of metalcore bands. Um, you know, bands like Emir. Uh, Kill Switch Engage, Lamb of God, stuff like that. Uh, and then I was actually at a record store and uh, there was a guy there named Greg, goes by G Money. And I was, uh, I heard Terror for the first time and I went to buy a Terror album and he, uh, I went to buy one with the underdogs. He was like, oh man, have you ever heard Buried Alive? And I was like, no, what's that? He's like, oh, it's Scott's band before terror. And then he just started handing me CDs, you know, and, and I was like, sweet. And from that point on, you can imagine how it branches off from terror. Um, I would have had to have been about probably seven, probably 16 or 17 at the time. And uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, so I feel as far as, is that goes, it's like a, not a lot, like, Especially in this current, like, you know, anywhere, anybody who grew up in like the 2000s at all, like it's, it's a, I feel like it's a totally like different, like landscape of how things, you know, progress into uh hardcore, especially if you didn't have a, you know, have an outlet. I feel like there was this time in the 2010s, at least in, in certain friend circles that people didn't want to, people Uh-oh. shut up. Can you hear me? Yeah, it froze for a second, but we're good. <laughs> You're good. That like shut out their like, you know, their intro bands, like the stuff that actually jumped them into hardcore, like the stuff there. It was almost, you know, people were, you know, at one point or another embarrassed and won't, don't want to, don't want to say that, yeah. you know, Lip Biscuit got them into heavy music or yeah. uh, Blink got I, them I into to hard yeah. rock, to rock or whatever. I, yeah. I will say, as someone I've, I've, uh, I don't, as I've grown, I don't identify with most, like, is like lyrically, I don't, I don't identify with most pop punk as I've gotten into my adult age, but I will, that being said, I can, I can say, um, sonically, um, the, the, you know, late na- the night, mid nineties to, you know, early 2000s uh blink stuff i think still at least sonically holds up i don't yeah. yet necessarily like and uh, and at the time i was like young as fuck so i'm like that's that's fair but i'm like as far as the as far as the stuff that's uh what how do i how do i put it um borderline incel uh yeah, with, the, with, the, with the lyrics <laughs> i d- this is my opinion and they, people can come for me, but you know, I don't know. As I've grown up, I just don't see myself uh, whining over those same things, but I really get that <laughs> going to, but cause I like to go down these, these influences. Cause like it's, I will say it is super sick talking on Limp Biscuit that hardcore is having this, special moment 
to where you can see hardcore bands and Limp Biscuit yep. and some crazy weird like rapper uh be on the same bill. I love it. I like I'm a firm believer of mixed bills, like firm believer. Like I think it's just I don't know, it's better for everyone. I, I think <laughs> I think we're in a place where it, I think it can work. I so I don't know, man. So we so going to Blink 182, I think there was just a time where I think people were as far as like the mainstream of rock or maybe just like people were tired of of shitty rock dudes and shitty rock fan old rock fans gatekeeping everything that we saw people either not be as vocal about their participation in you know scenes or what or whatnot because like there was a the i remember uh like before the pandemic i think 2018 2019 there was that lil wayne blink tour and it did not go well and he was like he's like fuck this i can't do it (laughs) he quit he quit halfway through the tour because it just didn't but to be fair i think it just has to be it has to sonically like make sense still with the with the fan base with the fan bases they gotta mix somewhat it's gonna be very interesting because i think obviously majority of limp biscuit versus hardcore will do well and i think uh yeah there might be some it's i there might be some clash with that like uh with that rapper because it doesn't sound anything anything like and it's like the whole gimmick is he's a young rapper who 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 likes moms so he invites he invites people's moms to 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 the show and that's the and and that's the fucking gimmick and i'm like i I don't know how that specific i'm i'm very interested to see how it all plays out Um, mixed bill's got to be tasteful like you it can't be that extreme it has to be tasteful so well it's it's happening so we'll see we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens it's gonna be very i i think like scowl uh dying Dying wish uh and limp biscuit will go great together but there are like some some definitely some one-offs and some randoms thrown in that uh, it'll be very interesting to see how how that how that works it just i think it works if people are all on the same page and they work to get and they work together to to cater the experience otherwise we you know you get weird shit it it even i mean it happens is even when you blur the lines between metal and hardcore like those early power trip tours yeah. uh with like i hate god and stuff like that uh we, we were ha- i was always seeing it when nails or power trip or anything uh crossover that was that really blurred the lines between metal and hardcore yep. you would see um people not uh not meshing like you'd see you'd see people you'd see hardcore kids moshing or stage diving i remember there was like a stage dive during power trip and this uh group of uh like metal boomers were extremely (laughs) upset and like wanted to start a fight because they wanted to be up front and the dude like did the most (laughs) self-aware 
like soft ass stage dive where he just did a tiny little tuck and roll and did not did not hurt anyone like it's one of those like it's just like well it was like real soft stage dive and he and he was just and they're they were like this means war and i'm just like so i guess it's it just takes so it just really takes some self-awareness but like I said, I mean, anyone can see if you're um, participating in hardcore that it is uh, 100% like having a crazy moment for uh, 2022. Yeah. And I just got to, I got to backtrack a little bit because uh, when Dying Wish put out their, you know, speaking on like how I got into hardcore, I wasn't really into bands like Unearth and stuff when I was younger. So when Dying Wish put out their latest record, I was like, this is amazing. This reminds me of when I was like younger and this was the stuff that I was into. Um, so I love seeing that they're doing cool stuff as well. So I got to shout them out. <laughs> oh yeah, for real. Me, me too. Like it, the, the uh, kind of hardcore influence tinged uh, metal of the time really helped get me into uh, more, you know, punk and hardcore, like, it just because I liked some, you know, I liked some punk and hardcore bands at the time in my high school, even though I didn't know they were hardcore bands. And then, um, and then I noticed, I just started noticing everything I was listening to had a leaned towards hardcore when most of my friends were like either listening to metal or post hardcore or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was really cool because like there was a, the the hot topic metal equals life uh compilations and yeah. most of them had like stuff that <clears throat> sounded exactly like uh you know unearth dying wish stuff yeah. stuff like that and i think they do uh they do that style like some some crazy justice like they're really continuing like i think uh early on uh like had like in 2015 when oh when old wounds was doing like kind of a ferret record style i think uh dying wishes is, is bringing that back in more of a way like i think it's just a better time and place because there's more people that are ready for it that are just that are ready there's more people ready for hardcore and i think that's a that's a cool uh cool thing and i would say that mainly at least in our area i i guess uh my question to you is how, how does that, how is this uh, translated to your uh, uh, part of like part of your uh, country and your, and your area? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, there, there's a little bit of a division up here, I would say with like, like, like the straight hardcore versus more like the metallic hardcore, I guess you'd call it like, um, you know, like there's the, uh, there's a bit of that still, whereas, whereas, um, but I mean, for the most part, you kind of get everyone, uh, like all the bands up here, all the new bands, even some of the old bands kind of, <clears throat> I like to think we have a bit of a, bit of a style, bit of a sound for Canadian bands. Like if you listen to no warning and Comeback kid as different as they are, like, I think they're, they're still very unique. They're obviously like the biggest, uh, some of two of the biggest Canadian bands, um, for me growing up at least. Um, and then, and 
I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I guess, similar to the U S like a lot of people just want to hear heavy these days. Like they just want ass beating music. I find, um, and you know, that exists up here. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's, it's transitioning nice. And I mean, a lot of good bands up here, uh, the sit, you know, we've only had a few shows since the end of the pandemic, but they have just been absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, uh, nothing but good things to say up here, I would say. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's, it's still, I think, um, we're we're seeing like i said i can't i can't stress more that there's a moment here with like new people uh just coming in droves uh to absorb hardcore and new hardcore and this and this specific program uh focuses on new releases new bands stuff that's in the moment and what i i can i still find is a gigantic like uh i guess i get i get a little i get i get pushback here and there you know from people who are saying you know this isn't hardcore this isn't that i do a segment um people i do a, <laughs> yes um i do a segment a video segment every every like i like every week where i highlight um like a lot of like the newest um bands at least of the last like month week whatever most of them have been like for the most part i try to i try to put as much you know um punk stuff as possible but like last week there was a lot of stuff like uh you know like the last couple months there's been like volcano and stuff like like a lot of a lot of like um heavier um tinged music and that's just what it is i put like the you know the spot the uh the split with spy that came out last week the um but on that list but it it's did it wasn't enough for the old punks that are stuck in one little like pocket of hardcore yeah. that um if it's not um you know poison idea or something in that range uh yeah you don't know what you're talking about or if you're talking about these bands you obviously don't know though you're not a fucking aware of those bands and i try to not listen but i'm fucking petty man i can't help it i <laughs> like the dude these people does sometimes deserve that like you you wanted your attention here you go i'm 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 gonna i'm 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 not mad but you deserve to get fucked with like a hundred, a hundred percent like <clears throat> hardcore and punk and metal. And all this has, was started by kids. Like it started by people who wanted to do something different yeah. and, uh, cold shoulder, uh, can exist in the same, uh, place as uh poison idea youth of today chromags and it's all uh hardcore you don't have to like that specific style of hardcore but you're not going to be able to take that um that hardcore label away from these uh, from uh those bands at, I, I, at all i fully agree i fully agree and 
And that's why I think it's so cool when you see like, like just to name, I'll name even like three, like code orange, knock loose and turnstile in my opinion are all different styles of hardcore, some more metal, some not, but like seeing what those three bands are doing, I think is like, is so important for every other band who's, you know, labels themselves as hardcore as, as to a point. Yeah. And I think I feel like I can't like, I thought I was never like, cause when I heard, when I heard the, tur- the turnstile record, I was like, this is awesome. I love it. I yeah. hope to, I hope to see them at some point when, uh, they don't have a sold out show. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it, uh, but that was as far as I was thinking. I never thought I was ha- I was gonna have to go on here and like I've mentioned Turnstile more than in the last month and a half because of because of their success, the festivals, the TV, the TV, yeah, the late, uh, shows. <laughs> the late night shows, and people are just people just can't like it's okay to not like them, but people cannot they 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 can't get over it they know they're 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 not they're so upset they're like this is not hardcore i wish people would stop talking about it like you're the only one talking about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's twitter (laughs) it's twitter it's i would say for for me it's facebook i don't get on twitter i'm on twitter only a little bit more often than I used than I used to to uh, promote this show and maybe promote local shows and like very small shallow uh, interactions. But Facebook, unfortunately, I'm stuck with a lot of people that I grew up with. I'm in a lot of those uh, the Facebook groups, and they're pretty much rem- a lot of the Facebook groups are reminiscent of like the the b9 and all those um message boards of the past they basically took that attitude and repurposed it into these groups and it's it's mind-numbing i just (laughs) people are bored they're bored people are bored but i mean then go out to a fucking show then like like i'm sorry i'm gonna say it most of these people who are who are doing are probably no fucking fun at yeah. shows. No, if they even go, if they even go, you are you are you are the dude that's complaining outside the venue. You're in the corner with your old friends, like act. Just you're 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 not the ones that are making the show fun. You're not the ones that are that are be, getting active. She blows my mind too how like unless you work on a computer like or directly from your phone i guess how do you have so much time to sit there and care like why do you wake up in the morning and go i'm gonna talk shit on this post this is important to me <laughs> like i'm go gonna do something else go outside i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna spin yeah i'm gonna spin it in a more positive light so i'm not i'm not talking shit you deserve better than to do this yes. you Oh, you don't have that much time on this earth. We don't. Yes. I agree. Is that like, like on your deathbed, if someone showed you the amount of time you, you spent <laughs> talking shit on hardcore, you'd be like, 
oh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> and nothing changed <laughs> and the music stayed the same <laughs> people still enjoyed it people went out to the shows like people still <laughs> people still went ape shit to fucking tsunami or what the fuck ever yeah. and mm-hmm. and you and yeah, yeah nothing nothing changed very <laughs> rarely did do these opinions make the band like really influence the the band to fucking uh you know stop what they're doing (laughs) it really has to make that that's on the actual listeners when the listener when you play something like okay i like this band and now they played something i don't really like that's different but just talking shit on a band you already didn't like to uh prior that's just a waste of energy there's just Especially with the internet, with Bandcamp, with all this, all with all these different like, I my show my show is one of them, one of a million fucking new hardcore. I mean, not I'm not new, um, but one of a million of these hardcore podcasts that have been around for you know quite some time that that show that focuses on new bands. There's so much stuff to, uh, and even if you don't like it. There's a lot of historical hardcore and punk podcasts too. That like uh, 185 miles south talks a lot yeah. on classic hardcore. So you could spend a lot of time like just living in that moment and let others live in. My, I'm I personally don't like to go that way because I was born. I, I lived through the 90s and the and the two and the two thousands as a as a grade schooler and a and whatnot. So there's just no reason for me to. I enjoy those bands, but there's but I still I'm in my I'm in my thirties, but I'm not I'm not there yet to where I'm like, you know I I, I still there's still a lot to enjoy about uh, new music. I don't think for me personally, I think it's kind of I don't know, man. I, I think it's it is a bullshit lie. Like a people people who study like listening habits and stuff. Like I think I think it's just like because because it's people say that people stop listening to music. It's mm-hmm. just be. I think it's mainly like if you're listening to the stuff that's catered to, like that's on you know on it on you know the main platforms that are that are for new music and or pop music and stuff it's only it's catered to like a certain like age group and then that they try to convince you that oh once you're once that stuff doesn't relate to you 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 know it what or once a once something doesn't relate to you you that's when you stop listening to music I'm like i'm sorry but there's like as far as like hardcore and other just any i think they're Maybe there are stuff that I've grown out of, but I haven't grown out of like enjoying new bands and being able to be excited about new bands and new. I agree either way. <laughs> there's there's stuff there's stuff outgrow, but I don't. I think outgrowing music is just like is such a weird. It's it's a it, I it's think, a weird I think, thing. I think it's fun because like you can you you outgrow it, and you don't listen to it for a while, then like 
it's, you know, many, many years go by and you're like, I'm going to put this record back on. You're like, Oh man, this is, this is wild. And it kind of brings you back to like, you know, when you're younger or something. So it's kind of like, it's part of the process, I guess, or the, I think so. But I think it's also part of like cultural bullshit lies. Like, because people try to tell you once you turn this, this age, it's the same. It's the same with like pop culture currently telling you like, like people, people who are right now, like in their teens and twenties cannot imagine that there's people that are enjoying like, you know, the same stuff in their thirties, enjoying like hardcore, enjoying, I don't know, not, not becoming a boring fucking like adult. Yeah. I it's, agree. it's very, it's, it's, Go see, go see Terror live once and Scott will tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so crazy to think about that. He dude was like, so I think I saw Terror for the first time when I was 17. And by that point, dude was already in his almost to his mid thirties. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm not even there yet. And that was like, fuck. That was like 15, almost 15 plus years ago. <laughs> Same. I was like, and, and dude was just to think of. I think I think it was like his fortieth birthday. Like I think when I was like twenty four, something. It was like as close as for his fortieth or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's 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 cra- it's crazy. And like I've ta- and uh and talking to him and shit. It's there's um doesn't doesn't miss a step just is is been been the same like because you're not allowing he's not when you don't allow yourself to uh worry about other people about what's going on around you i guess not not a, like a, a lack of self-awareness but like more of a uh, this is what i've you know what i do what i always want to do and i can still be I guess a grown adult or whatever and yeah. still enjoy my, and still enjoy my life. It's uh very few people. Uh, it's, it's a struggle for people to see that that's a, that still that that's a thing. I think people are waking up to it because seeing a lot of people who are like millennials, um, Gen Xers, whatever being like, shit. I wasted my life or shit. I wasted last five years doing X. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to waste the next, uh, 20, 30 years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Depends, I guess. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. When I remember, I remember I saw terror for the first time, I would have been probably, probably 18 or nine, maybe 19. And I remember Scott saying, I forget how old he was at the time. And I remember thinking, sweet i can still do this like i can still be into this type thing you know what i mean i remember thinking like if he he can still be into it why can't i like i can roll with this i don't need to drop out i can i don't know i just remember thinking like sweet this is good (laughs) i also think it's it's up to people's choices if that's what how they feel in life if that's like hey i don't this is just doesn't identify with me right you know at this moment that's that's awesome Go do what you – I think that's that's the point of hardcore because it's supposed to encourage you to, uh, you know, live out – like 
you know, live out what you the life you want and, you know, take the things that you've learned, you know, whether it's from the bands or just from the interactions you had uh, within that community and, you know, take it out and hopefully better yourself and better others around you and better your community. And I think that's the, I think that's um, the coolest thing. I mean, I think we're, we were taught, we've been talking a lot about uh, terror. Well, you know, terror mentioned some no warning, I think I mean it's pretty it's pretty easy to see that there's a lot of uh you know mid two thousand early two thousands uh influence in this uh in this current in this new record. Um you guys wanna you wanna talk about that for uh, for a little bit. Talk about uh just the influences in this new in this uh new release that just came out. Uh yeah, I would say you know those are obviously some heavy influences. Uh, so we have a, actually a pretty cool dynamic, uh, our band. And <clears throat> so Jeff, our guitar player, he actually writes everything. He writes all the instruments, even the drums. And then I'll obviously like, we'll, you know, jam practice. Hey, I'll tweak some things and whatever. Uh, and then Mike writes all the lyrics. Um, he'll come to me if, you know, with some placements and stuff like that. I'll work with him a couple of times, a little bit on that. But um, so when it came to putting this album together, Jeff literally wrote, he was like, I want to write a full album. And he literally did it all to the point where, you know, it's completely gapless. You know, he tied all the songs together uh, and he didn't actually tell us. He just sent us all the individual guitar pros and stuff. And then we went recorded when we would finish, he would stay with Davis, the guy that recorded us and he'd work on some stuff. And then finally, once everything was tracked, Jeff was like, all right, guys, all right, Davis, press play. This is the album. And like, it played full, like right through. And we were like, holy crap, that's, that's awesome, man. And uh, uh, yeah. So, so, you know, going back to like influences, um, a lot of it is, you know, from bands like terror um uh jeff you know i don't want to speak for him but i know some of his favorite bands um uh like uh, uh go it alone was is i know one of his favorite band i enjoy that band a lot as well um uh, but he his, his uh his taste in music is very broad as well um so is mine so is all of ours actually uh, our singer, Mike, he's also into like a lot of more metal stuff. Um, you know, you know, I'm, I even like, I still even like some pop, like I like the story so far and pop punk bands like that. Uh, um, yeah. So we're all, so influence, we're all a little bit of taste of everything, but, but Jeff, I, I don't want to discredit him. He wrote all the instruments and Mike wrote all the vocals. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, I gotta make sure those guys get their credit. <laughs> I think it's definitely, uh, a cool time for like in the in the early 2000s for like canadian hardcore because there was like i said and and obviously terror is not is uh you know is from my neck of the woods but like especially i would say canadian hardcore and that just in general where there was the um there was the metallic influence but you can really like see the hardcore the the metallic and and um, traditional hardcore influences really came came and met in the middle and yeah. uh, and and came to a blend where um, you wouldn't you 
you would decipher that as hardcore. Like there, there is meta- there is metallic, but you wouldn't be like you wouldn't uh, have to like ponder like whether this is is this metal or is this hardcore? Is this metalcore? Yeah, it's hard. It's hardcore, and it and it it uh, they definitely uh, did. Uh, they definitely did something uh, special for that specific uh, era, and and all, and specifically also like with kind of melodic hardcore uh, when it comes to like uh, Comeback Kid and Go It Alone, uh, really brought an accessible um, la- accessible accessibility to hardcore in general, just like with just top tier like tight yeah. songwriting on, on all those, like, um, you know, one with the underdogs and Cooper gold, um, all the nor- no, no warning records. Um, the, just all of that is just extremely just tight songwriting. Yeah. And even, even like, uh, I think of like some other Canadian bands that I, I was big into that were kind of an in- influence on my career. Uh, more, a little more on the metal side, but like misery signals. Oh, absolutely. You know, like the, the melodic, I was big into melodic hardcore. Um, a band, there was a band from up here more for out, out West. They were called means. Um, they were, Oh, on, means, uh, the face down, the face down records band. Face down. Yeah. Uh, they were like probably my favorite band of all time. Uh, and yeah, so more along the melodic side, but, uh, Definitely, I don't know, uh, very important years, I would say. You know, The follow-up band was Continuance, correct? Yeah. Okay, Which cool. was uh, Saint, Saints Never Surrender and Means kind of. Yeah, dude, I, lis- I, re-lis- I re-listened to the Saints Never Surrender stuff and I was like, holy shit. Like, that is so, like, it's literally like the, f- the first Misery Signals record, but like. <sighs> Unbelievable. That- yeah, I never, th- I didn't realize that because I saw the, I saw the name. I was like, this seems like just like a metal, metalcore band. Like Saints Ever Surrender, it reminds me of that. Uh, made made me think of that band, uh, War of Ages. Yeah, on Face yeah. Down Records. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, like, like my real, real intro to hardcore will always be because I was like. It will be like a lot of the metalcore st- stuff, but the or the metal tinged hardcore. But uh, before I before I heard a, um, a hate breed record, I heard a seventh star record, and yeah. I was I, I was I was I was definitely actually no I did I did actually no hate breed record first I would be hate breed GBs, but. I didn't dive it. I didn't dive in a lot to hardcore. I went more into like, you know, metal and like the, and like that type of, that type of hardcore is very interesting. Like, so I never hear anybody talk about like memes or bands or bands like that. Yeah, man. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to always want to go to face down fest, but I never could. (laughs) I I got to go to this. So good. (laughs) I definitely, uh, went to face down fest, uh, when right out of high school, which is, it was, it was very cool. It's a very interesting. Um, now that I'm like fully immersed in hardcore, it's, it's, 
it's very it's it's very interesting to draw the comparisons between those between some of those bands who have influence but like definitely now i can see now why they didn't uh like at least sonically are the same as like more of the kind of mainstream counterparts they were they they're just doing something just a tad uh just a tad different um but very cool like i said says um misery signals still i think i was looking that's our top that's our, still our top episode for uh, for our show um uh, when they put out their record when they uh put out their record with their original vocalist uh, a couple years ago and it was pretty cool talking just talking over that and talking over uh seven angel seven plagues and um just kind of going over the history um of that so so if anybody's listening like likes mr sandals haven't listened to the show listen to that episode just because if you're a fan it's very informational because we actually go down the exact like from hit from um their like first garage band like in the 90s to to the to uh to what they're what they were doing with their uh with their most recent records so it's it's a very cool i don't usually like to cross promote but that but it's it's a one of the more informational episodes i've i've ever uh got to do i didn't it didn't it wasn't even supposed to come out like that but we we're just like he was just like i'm gonna spill out the whole history the whole timeline of my, awesome. my music career and i was like i was like for misery signal fans i think it'll be it's really uh informational but yeah like that's that stuff like i said that stuff the uh i would say the face down and the and the metal tinged uh and melodic hardcore definitely brought me to where i was post high school when i like started just fully immersing myself into hardcore and more and more punk influence and started just like studying getting but it's definitely i think I think we, I think Americans do this with a lot of music. We forget that a band is actually Canadian. I forgot that fucking, uh, just even with like mainstream music, I forget that like freaking uh, Avril Lavigne and uh, Nickelback are Canadian Damn artists. Straight. They're the pride of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but because because everything like i spe- i've seen i've seen uh i can i can say i've seen nickelback live in concert and everything about them screams american dude they're hard they have riffs dude they, they have, really do they have riffs. It, i think it was a millennial lie to say yeah. that say that nickelback was trash because now i look about it the people who were saying that were like the fucking uh college nerds with the fucking flannels listening to mumford and sons and i'm like (laughs) dude now i look back i would a hundred percent go to a nickelback show then go see fucking i don't know the lumineers at coachella same (laughs) like and see that like pretentious i'd go to to a nickelback show over most probably (laughs) dude come on i've seen it dude it's (laughs) no they're actually like i mean obviously it's a lot of power chords and a lot of like easily like played music but what they do 
they do extremely well live and it is it is like it is straight off the record quality uh for better or for worse i will say i at first in my like because it was the you know i feel like millennials like to follow like the trends and be a part of the crowd and at first i was like oh boo nickelback i'm like actually no no i got i got over nickelback what it was cool to hate nickelback yeah no it's i think uh, i think it was stupid i think it was a it was definitely a lie because nobody could tell you exactly why they hated nickelback because i was like if I think of all the other pop music that came out in like the late 2000s and 2010s, that's all complete trash. Uh, like it's on the same tier of, of garbage. Like, garbage, like music garbage. Like what, let, let me hear the fucking Nickelback riffs. I mean, even like, dude, they got heavier as they, as they went, as they went along, they had like actual legit, like, mosh parts that were like semi-metallic hardcore influence that not influence but but like it feels like they were they listened to to some entry-level metallic hardcore band when they when they wrote some of their later material i agree it's uh i think this is a on behalf of uh the millennials this is a public apology to chad kroger and all of Nickelback. <laughs> hey, hey it, I think for it did help their career in one in one way or another because like like when you have a a solid core of people that are gonna like you no matter what, those hate likes actually like help you. Yeah, it's, uh... they, they, it keeps you relevant because you're going to have you're gonna have your solid income no matter what, because they're going to like, they have a solid base that will follow them to the depths of hell. And, but then you have these people that are coming in and out or just talking shit, putting them back, making the memes and making honestly making them more money. So it's, they're talking about them. It's not doing it's, it's you're, it's different when you're like a nobody and you get trash and you get trashed. Like I've seen like obviously like trends on uh musically like on TikTok where like like the like a nobody person tries to make really trash cringe music and they get fucking trashed. And it, it actually doesn't do it doesn't really do as much positive for them uh than they're thinking. But like when you already have a huge fan base whether you're fucking Nickelback or, you know, I hate to bring this up on the podcast, but fucking like MGK or something, regardless of <laughs> whether you like it or not, they have, they already have the fan base. So, so with or without you, they're making the money. And honestly, with your shit talk, you're, so if you don't like them, which I don't, I don't fucking have really care if you don't care about something, just don't fucking talk about it. Yeah. Let it, let it, if it's going to die, it'll die out on its own. Don't be, don't be a fuck. Don't be a fucking hater. Yeah. (laughs) So going back to going, um, back to the, uh, music just a little bit to, to kind of, uh, finish up. 
So, uh, what what are some uh, last things you want to you want people to know about this uh, latest record? That I guess we'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you guys put out Primal Fury, and it's out on New Age Records, mm-hmm. and it's a very cool label to fucking be on. Uh, one I, has a long standing history for uh for just hardcore in general i think it's um a cool sound because i feel like you guys specifically like kind of had like there's obviously um metal influenced bands but there's stuff more in the lane of what uh new age has always done with like metalcore and having like bands like vanguard and uh more like kind of vegan straight edge uh style bands um metalcore but like your type of metallic hardcore um i think the closest band recently on 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 there that sounded like you guys was uh the band treason that was on that label at at one point yeah i i would i agree we that's so we were on another label uh and uh so i had a kid um so we had to figure out cause we couldn't tour cause I was having a kid, my first daughter, my, my daughter. Um, and then we were like, so we we're trying to plan with our, our original label. Uh, you know, I can't really tour much. How are we going to do this? Then the pandemic hit. So we kind of waited a little bit to record. Um, and then finally went in to record. And after we recorded, it was kind of like, Hey, you know, timing's not right. We're just going to have to wait a little bit to put this out. We're like, okay. And then, you know, like we, so not only did it take us kind of a long time to get the album done, it took a long time for us to come up with a release date or a plan. And then finally it was like, oh, it's going to be like another year. And we were not down with that. We were like, all right. And, and it was just because just logistically it just wasn't working and uh, like nothing bad or anything. And then uh, so basically we talked as a band and we we're like, all right, let's just put it out ourselves. So then I, uh, you know, just messaged the old label and just said, Hey, we're just going to do our own thing. And, you know, they said, no problem, respect, all good. And I, uh, went on Instagram one day, our, our, our band Instagram and just looked at all the record labels we followed. <laughs> I just like, I didn't even send them the record. I just sent them an email being like, Hey, we have an album. If you want to listen to it, not thinking anyone would reply because who the hell does that? Who cares enough about us to, and, and Mike from new age replied, he's like, you know, hell yeah. Like I've, I've been following you guys for a bit, send it over. So I did just, I don't know, was, here you go. Thanks for the reply. And he was like, yeah, this is awesome. And the cool thing about that is I said, okay, wait, well, would you be interested in putting it out? He said, he said, yeah, I would be. And then I said, like, can I call you? He's like, sure. So I called him. I'm a, I'm a phone person and uh, sent a text or email. And, and I basically was like, all right, man, you know, I had my first kid, you know, we can't tour. We don't want to tour as much. We, we used to tour a lot. Like we'd go out for like a month at a time. And we got to the point where we were losing a lot of money and like, you know, me being a dad and um, I own my own business and our guitar player, Jeff owns his own business. So we we're, we were struggling with life back home, I guess you'd say. And uh, we kind of said, let's cut back a little bit. So then I talked to Mike. I said, listen, man, we're not going to be going on the road like we used to. But we really want to put this album out. 
And we still want to play shows. We still want to do fest, you know, when the pandem- pandem- uh, pandemic's over or whatever. And he's like, dude, I'm all about it. Let's go. And we're like, really? <laughs> okay, sweet. And yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I, I can't think of a better person to work with. Um, and the labels, you know, we obviously know the history of it and even the bands that are on it. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's just been, it's just been a, a great experience and, uh, we're very grateful for, for, you know, him and Mike and new age and, and everything. Yeah. I really think new age, obviously with how long that they've been doing, uh, what they do. Um, I think they, they completely understand like where, like adult hardcore play plays into it because like uh it's because like especially if you've been out there and you've done the band thing for a for a long time it's just like and you still want to you have to be smart about it you gotta take it at a fucking slow at a you know a nice slow crawl especially like i think and it gives you more time to breathe and like actually make good music so you can weigh out opportunities that are actually worth your time, whether it is a tour that would be worth your time or, you know, a fest or a show or whatever. And you can just do stuff without within your own time and uh, just like just write it, write it out, play, play your fucking play your fucking music, make the make the music you want to make. And and just I don't know, it's it's uh, people with hardcore i think it's just like i get that you do have to there's initial getting out there but once you have been out there i think it's it's uh uh you you owe it to yourself to make sure you're doing it you're doing it at a pace that you can handle for yourself and your family yes exactly for sure so thank you so much for uh you know taking the time we once again we, Make sure to uh, check out Cold Shoulders' latest record out now, titled F- Primal Fury on New Age Records. And uh, that's pretty much it. Anything you want to add before I get out? Uh, really appreciate you having me. Um, we've actually been uh, following you for quite some time now. I think actually when you did the podcast with James, from, was it James from Time and Pressure? Oh shit. That was like, that was like uh two, that was before we all got locked down. Yeah. <laughs> They're love that band friends of ours. Um, and, uh, I always thought you were doing a great thing and, uh, you know, keep it up. Um, you know, little self plug here. We're, we're doing our, uh, we have record release shows. They're all up here in Canada because it's hard to cross the border right now. Um, they're in two weeks from now with the band called flashback from Regina. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. I, I appreciate the hell out of you. We all do as a band, so thank you. Well, appreciate I, I appreciate the sword and appreciate having awesome bands too. Uh, I mean, without y'all making good music, we couldn't. I couldn't fucking do this thing. So I really appreciate it. And uh, shout out to Flashback, fucking some fucking pros. Like <laughs> I literally, literally, they they somehow made made their sound work in a basement with these two like i i didn't i was given my uh i had my speed we were doing a show uh i was given my speakers back 
for the first time after like two years because we hadn't had a done a show in two years and one of them was blown out and we were able to they were able to somehow make it work where you could hear their full mix in a speaker and a half and and still get their get their fucking um turntables yeah going through and it was i was like I was super nervous because we had all these like heavy bands, punk bands, like ah, who they don't care. It's all good. But it was like this band had like a had like a legit like sound that needed to be mixed, and I was like, "How the fuck it, am I?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it ended up surprise. They just somehow we were able to patch it through to where to where like we just got where we could get where we could get the uh out of one speaker and the and that it worked (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so because i was like this is not a basement show band no not 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 even close but uh, i had a fucking great time seeing them but all right we are gonna get out we'll get to the music you're listening to dead air hardcore radio Killing in your own hands! 